a new start is coming, but we should call it Windows. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott. You can find that podcast on all major podcast platforms, and you can find me right here. So it has been, uh, well, we're about halfway through the month of May. Um, for those of you in the Midwest, like I am, the cicadas are coming, the warmer weather is coming, and um, also Microsoft Build is coming. We're two weeks away, something roughly ballpark, 10, two weeks, 10 days, two days. 10 days, two weeks, something like that, if I could enunciate. But uh, let's just dive into the news, shall we? Because we've got a lot to talk about, especially when it comes to the Windows. First things up, uh, Project Mocha is coming to the web. Uh, this is now, I believe, available to everybody. So if you like sticky notes and you like Outlook on the web, this is going to be the project for you. It's sort of like a, a, a dashboard or a mishmash, like tacky board, cork board, depending on where you are in the world, allowing you to put ideas and organize things. Um, it's was announced a very long time ago. I don't know why it took so long to actually come to where it is today, uh, but if you've been holding out for Project Mocha, um, you can now go play with that, hopefully, through your Outlook account. Uh, Microsoft also fixed an Outlook bug this week, so they, they patched a bug, and they created a whole mess for if you were using the Outlook desktop app. You basically, short version, couldn't use the app at all. Like it would delete content and emails, and just you couldn't use it. Microsoft patched it a few hours later, but um, that was a pretty nasty little bug that made its way through the Patch Tuesday process. Process. Uh, big things on the Microsoft horizon is the Pentagon uh, is reevaluating or, or still looking at their Jedi contract. Remember, Microsoft won this. I believe it was worth up to $10 billion. And Microsoft is once again finding itself kind of like sitting there pacing the floors as they wait to see, like, did they truly win this? Is it going to be contested? Should it have gone to Amazon? Uh, we will find out. There's a lot of things at play here, a lot of money on the table. And so you can imagine that no matter what happens, Microsoft is going to defend this vigorously. And we will see what happens happens here with the Jedi contract. Uh, Microsoft also announced that they are shutting down their Azure blockchain service in September. No surprise there. Uh, blockchain has an interesting future, like the ledger technology specifically was once pitched as like the next great database for everybody in the world. But the reality is that it seems the practicality for the commercial space just really isn't there. We've seen IBM completely shut down their servers effectively, and Microsoft is also moving it away. I'm not saying, I don't want to get bombarded by people saying that, but the ledger is great. There are certainly applications and, and scenarios where it makes sense, but the commercialization of it does not appear to be one of them which means uh, Microsoft and IBM are moving away, and so there you go. Uh, Teams webinar functionality, which we've talked about here a few times, is now finally generally available to everybody, and so that's a big win for those who do webinars and use Teams, because now it's all in one fun feature and functionality, and it really takes Teams to a, just an additional level of functionality and really kind of takes a stab at things like GoToWebinar, which are very popular for using webinars, but it's an additional expense, and so here we go. Uh, Teams webinar is now here. But the big message of the day, the big message of the day, uh, I, I think, so we know what is coming this fall. It's going to be called Sun Valley, and I believe it's going to arrive in October. And it's going to be a very significant update to the visual experience of Windows 10. And with Windows 7 now completely behind us, and I think we can just kind of completely write off Windows 8 as being much of anything, I think it's time that Microsoft drops the numbers. I think it should just be called Windows, and I think this is the appropriate time to do it because it's all that's left. Like, it doesn't make too much sense anymore. Like, we 
have Windows 10 and then we have subversions of Windows 10. Now that's not completely unusual, like we had Windows 7 and multiple service packs, but these things are coming twice a year now. So there's so many different versions of Windows 10. Why not just drop the 10? It's completely meaningless. And if Microsoft is doing a visual update, which I believe we're gonna be seeing a new start menu, at least Microsoft is playing around with one that sort of mashes together what Windows 10X is, or was, I guess is, was, whatever you wanna describe that, and the, the traditional Windows 10 start menu that we know today. It's a, it's a mashup of those two. Um, I believe the start button is going to be changing as well. Not like Windows 8, but right now it is, I believe, like the Windows 8 flag. Um, and I think Microsoft is going to go back or, or go to um, like a bluish, like a cyan blue, like Windows looking thing. Um, so be on the lookout for uh, just a new start menu. Um, I believe it is going to be centered, although that's not too surprising. I, like it really sort of feels like the best way I can describe it is like a mashup between Windows 10X and Windows 10. And so um, these are pretty significant updates and we will we'll see how what actually ships here. Obviously, things could change and don't write it in stone. Microsoft is still actively developing um, parts of the, uh, the update in which we think they will talk about here. Uh, I would say maybe in the next six weeks or so, I think is a pretty fair assessment when we'll get our first eyes on uh, with Sun Valley. So at least official eyes on with Sun Valley. And so be on the lookout for that. But when you think about it with this massive visual overhaul, and then you look at Windows 10, this while this will be Windows, and I don't think this is like a Windows 8 style, like catastrophic update in any meaningful way, uh, or any like negative way, I mean, I shouldn't say meaningful way. Uh, I think it's time that Microsoft moves on with the branding. We when Microsoft said that Windows 10 was the last version of Windows, we all kind of started speculating that they would eventually drop the 10. Now that Windows 7 has completely reached end of life, which was the last popular Windows version, it makes sense that it's just called Windows going forward perpetually. And at some point they have to make that cutover. And with a new UI and Panos taking over and Microsoft moving in this direction, I think I think this time is right. And so we will see what they do uh, if they officially do go with that rebranding. It's not, I think rebranding from Windows 10 to Windows is probably the least risky part of all this. Whenever you change the, or move the cheese inside of Windows, that's always a big deal. Although I will tell you that I've been using a product or an application, I believe it's free, or you can buy it for a dollar and support the developer through the App Store for a dollar 99 called Taskbar X, which effectively does bring everything except the start menu. Uh, to the center. So uh, if they do truly bring it all to the center, I know there's going to be a lot of claims of like it's copying Mac OS, but um, you know, whatever. Although Mac OS doesn't really have a traditional, I guess they do. They kind of do have a start menu, but not used as rigorously as it is on say the Windows side. That being said, be on the lookout for pretty significant updates with Sun Valley. I know I've said it before, but the more and more I learn about it, the more and more I understand that this isn't just some, you know, this isn't just a new theme. This is a pretty significant update to the OS and uh, yeah, we should all be you should all be kind of excited about that, especially if you're in the Windows world with 10X being back, put on the back burner and everything else that is going on. Um, this is a, a big ray of sun, if you will, for excitement for the community. And I am getting pumped about it. I just hope that, honestly, like that I'm not overhyping it because that's what happens when you haven't had like significant Windows updates in three, four years um, of you know real substance. You get real excited about the one that's coming and you hope that it lives up to everything that you have heard about so far.
So, uh, before we transition into the gaming news, you should definitely check out Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott. It is a new podcast. Well, I shouldn't say new podcast, but it's definitely a podcast from somebody you may know, Kevin Scott. He is the Chief Technology Officer of Microsoft, and, and it's a, honestly a pretty cool podcast. His podcast is called Behind the Tech, and you can find it on all major platforms. And what he does is he goes behind the scenes with today's most innovative tech leaders. It's a diverse technology podcast with an impressive list of of guests that he has talked to there was just an, an episode dropped uh not too long ago you can go find that definitely give it a listen you'll find links in the description of this podcast and again you can find it on all major podcast platforms so uh moving on to the gaming news of the week uh microsoft introduced a new console purchase pilot console purchase pilot uh that is uh it really speaks to the issues with console supplies in the market. We heard from Sony, uh, was it earlier this week, uh, that they said, hey, like consoles aren't gonna be available till like through 2022. And here's Microsoft coming out saying that, yeah, wait, we've created a, a piloting program for people who are in the insider program who can then get into effectively a lottery to then can be eligible to purchase next time a console is available. Now, Microsoft would not launch something like this if they thought in the next like month or so, availability of console hardware would just be readily, you could walk into store shelves. Um, like they were initially expecting at some point that it would be um, you know, around the June timeline. June is two weeks away and Microsoft is launching a, I keep wanting to say Pontius Pilot. That was a joke I made and I said it's Purchase Pilot. Um, console Purchase Pilot did not kill Jesus. Uh, I would, <laughs> Anyways, if you've seen some of the other podcasts, you'll understand that that little inside reference there. But anyways, uh, this console purchase pilot is a big deal because if they have to resort to this, that means that their supply is significantly constrained. And once again, it's good luck getting a hold of a next-gen console, a next-gen GPU, and it's also getting tougher to get a hold of uh, the actual chips, the CPUs as well. And so just it's it's slim pickings if you see one grab it because it's gonna be gone quick uh microsoft also announced the may xbox update just two quick highlights the og uh the original uh, sort of green blob floating thing dynamic background that they teased that i thought was coming later actually is arriving for everybody's nice little easter egg uh microsoft actually did an xbox 20 they're kicking off a celebration because xbox will turn 20 years old in november and so they're doing all this sort of like nostalgia stuff and i think this was start of that party uh to celebrate the console turning 20 um Quick Resume is faster and there's also easier access with new groups and it just makes Quick Resume just a little bit better. And those are sort of the big updates. Xbox Smart Glass uh, is also being retired. No big deal there. There's plenty of different ways you can look at that stuff. And, and just honestly, it was for the Xbox One. And so yesterday's news. Anyways, on to the questions of the week. I shouldn't say it's yesterday's news because most people are probably still playing a one because they can't buy a next-gen console. Anyways, uh, on to the news or the questions of the week. SSRLX relics uh says how much money did microsoft put into the development of windows 10x will it be written off as a loss um we there's no way we will ever know how much money microsoft put into windows 10x that's i'm sure there's a number or figure somewhere but the reality is is that it's not a write-off if it's not a write-off because um for multiple reasons one that technology is going to be used in windows 10 so it's not like it was completely wasted it's they went down a path they realized it was not the right path to go and so they pulled back a little bit, which is perfectly fine. Um, it would have been not a big deal at all if they hadn't publicly announced and shown off the OS. Like if they could undo all that, then this wouldn't be an issue at all for the company. Um, and it's definitely not a write-off because the technology can be used. They're not, they didn't ship it. The worst thing Microsoft could have done is ship Windows 10X and then be into a support cycle uh 
constraint effectively where they have to support the OS for X amount of years based on their corporate agreements. And so that would have been a much bigger issue um, than just saying, look, we're not going to ship this thing, at least not yet. Mr. PKI says, I see a Microsoft has a new security unlocked CISO series podcast. Are you listening to that one? And is it any good? Honestly, I am pretty far behind on my podcast listening. Um, actually, so we had on Tuesday, we had this Teams event over on Petri. And those things suck up a significant amount of my time. Basically, a week of my life gets sucked into to those things um, prior to launching. So I am just way behind on all my podcasts, even my golf podcasts that I like to listen to. And even some of, I haven't found a good NASA podcast. I was about to say my NASA podcast, but I'm not their their NASA podcasts just aren't my jam. Um, so I need to find more space-oriented ones to listen to uh, when I'm waiting for the kid in the car line. Uh, Cy Choker says, Hey Brad, hope you're doing well. I saw on my Threat Daily mail list today that Microsoft uh, let us try Project Moco. Do you think that there will be a one-app platform to rule them all, like everything combined, um, to do sticky notes? So maybe. The, the one thing that I Microsoft doesn't have in their portfolio that is a pretty popular app, it's called Notion. And it's that kind of an idea where it's basically all wrapped up into one application, allows you seamlessly to sync and link things internally inside the app. And it's a pretty powerful productivity tool for mostly, I guess it works for teams too, but mostly on an individual level. Um, I need to get into it because a lot of people tend to love Notion. And I just haven't figured out how to fit it into my workflow yet but people who do are are way into it and they just announced a new api too um and it's uh it's honestly like the type of thing i could see microsoft buying one day but the problem is that it's like it's the anti-microsoft sort of if you will and so yeah um and then he also says uh do you know something about the snapdragon 7c i'm waiting for the samsung galaxy book go i have not heard any updates about the 7c um my gut tells me to be i'd be a little cautious about buying just a lower tiered arm chip that is not geared for the high-end performance mostly because while arm is okay it's not great like buying something already walking into arm and then taking something that's not the top of the class is in my opinion at least a risky endeavor and then he says, uh, do you think putting Windows 10X on hold and ice, uh, they will try to make Edge OS or are they just going to try to make Windows 10 lighter? I don't I don't think they're going to go for an Edge OS. I, I really don't. I, while I like the idea, that's kind of where Windows 10X was headed. I don't think that that's going to be the end game. I think the end game is just to make Windows 10 more agile and nimble for those lower class hardwares around the $300 price point and on up, I think is their new target benchmark. Isman says, looking forward uh, to being one of the five Ohioans, or are you looking forward to being one of the five Ohioans to a million dollars in the vaccine lottery? And so um, states are doing all sorts of crazy things now to try to convince the, the remaining people that have not gotten vaccines to get vaccines. And in Ohio, they announced a lottery. Um, we went up to like a million bucks just by getting the vaccine, tried to encourage people to, uh, to jump in. And so if I, if I win, maybe this podcast just goes away. Actually, no, it probably would. I really enjoy this. So this would probably continue. Although the background might be some sort of tropical, oceany view. Um, maybe not so much in a studio every day. So Brother Nod says, uh, do you ever believe in the vision and potential success of the Microsoft Courier? It seems, if so, now that it seems technically possible, how cheap would it have to be to be a success? Obviously, I am looking at the $600 Surface Duo. So Microsoft 
has made a massive price cut to the service duos because for i think we both all know why microsoft is cutting the price you can get pick up a service duo now for about 600 bucks and for an enthusiast who is not looking for an iphone replacement like the service duo at 600 bucks is actually pretty tempting um i mean that's a it's a neat piece of technology for that price point keep in mind that a service duo 2 is coming at least it's my understanding that it is still coming uh so just keep in mind that it's not the latest and greatest technology and honestly didn't even launch with the latest and greatest uh internals with that older snapdragon chip but for 600 bucks if you've been kind of like yeah that thing looks neat like 600 bucks while not cheap like 600 dollars is is real money um it's a lot less than the original what was like 1400 or 12 to 1400 bucks as it was initially so just keep in mind you can go pick up a service duo now for half off effectively and then JB, JNBCK says, Hi Brad, I have a password manager question for you. I've been paying LastPass customer for many years and I think it's very good overall. The only automation I can't seem to get past is when a site has you put in your password and then an answer to a ridiculous question. So effectively a second security challenge. Uh, there isn't a place in LastPass to make it autofill these. Do you know of a password manager that has this functionality? So... It's a good question. So I currently use 1Password. I know many people like LastPass. Uh, I believe Bitwarden is also another good alternative for people who are trying to figure out what they want to do. And I think Bitwarden, if, if I'm remembering it correctly, like you pick where the database is stored. So you can actually store it in like say OneDrive and then it's synced everywhere. Uh, and that's uh, a free service. I believe it's open source as well, if I remember correctly. Anyways, um, I, I want to say I think that it does work with one password but i can't i can't explicitly say because most things i use use 2fa and so from that perspective you typically don't get that second challenge the only one i'm trying to remember is verizon i think it works on that one so um i honestly i can't tell you uh, explicitly the one thing i can tell you is that there is an export and import option from lastpass because i used to use lastpass and so you can export all your passwords as a csv and then i believe you can ingest them all directly into one password as a csv and one password i believe offers a trial so what you could do is actually try one password for a bit and see if that is you know going to solve your problem and then go on from there so that might be your best path going forward so there you go, guys. Um, sort of a, a little bit quicker one this week. There wasn't a ton of big news. I think Microsoft is holding some things back for build. Actually, a lot of the build sessions are now up online. You can go search for them. You can search for UWP if you want to die a little on the inside. Um, but there you go. That wraps it up for this week. Make sure you check out uh, Behind the Tech with Kevin Scott. Make sure to check it out back there. And as always, keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me. <laughs>